are listening to episode number 50 of the fellow cast we've reached a half a century of episodes and today we have an ask the pastors episode for you to mark this great event of the 50th episode and we have pastor garth funnycake answering the following question for us in revelation who is the dragon the beast the false prophet and the great harlot take a listen Thanks again, Pastor Garth, for being here. So let's just jump right into it. Enlighten us about this question. Uh, thank you. Just on prophecy in general, um, we, we always want to try and figure out how will God fulfill the things that he said before he does that. And there, there's massive warnings to us in Scripture about that. The Pharisees were those kind of people who wanted to figure out how exactly will the Messiah look before he arrived. And they went through Scriptures and they had this idea of what's it's going to be. And it turns out that they missed the Messiah when he stood right in front of them. Now, that to us is a big warning sign when we look at um, prophecies like this. And I think even more so when we look at apocalyptic prophecies, Mm. which is this kind of, which is really a lot of imagery in it. So Daniel is the same. Ezekiel have a bit the same. Mm. God doesn't want to puzzle us. Yeah. He doesn't want to try and make us figure things out and try and spin us a story. So yeah. when he gives us prophecies like this, it's not to try and see how clever we are, to try and see exactly who's the Antichrist and who's the beast and who's the that. So let's just start over there because very often when we um, get to interpretations of revelations, that's what they want to try and do at it. They want to tell us, obviously, Babylon the Great is... Uh, I don't know, pick a city in the world. <laughs> I want to say one, Cairo, yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know. They, they want to try and do that with us. And they say, uh, oh, the next president of America, obviously, that, that is the Antichrist. Yeah. You know, that must that be lot. the dragon. So those kind of things, um, that's definitely not mm. what Revelation is about. So if we can just start off by remembering that the day that this was given to the church the first time, on the day that John got this revelation from god um it was a revelation Mm. it was meaningful to them to the church of that time and every age of the christians it was meaningful meaningful which means there was already a dragon Mm. on the face of the earth then there was already a beast from the sea a beast from the land there was already babylon the great um the harlot Mm. that sits on many waters all of that was there so that same spirit that they saw in the world at that time revealed in these different ways, that's what we need to look for in our days. Mm. So there, there, there's a lot of consensus around what I'm going to say right now in terms of the interpretation. Some people will add it this way or that way, but really that's the baseline of it. So first of all, the dragon is, we told who he is. He is that great serpent of old. Mm. That is Satan. Yeah. All right. So that one is very clear. Um, and he then gives his power to three different agents in the earth. And the first one being the dragon, uh, oh, the beast from the sea. Mm. And that one is government. Uh, that is what it is. It's a humanistic government okay. that overthrows God's power. And it says, no, we will govern the earth the way that we want to do it. We will use our power. Um, we saw a similar 
vision in um, Daniel. Mm. But at that time, uh, it was different governments. So this beast is a makeup. If you go and read Daniel's vision, this beast that we find in Revelation is a makeup of all of those four different ones. Okay. He's got a mouth like a lion. He's got um, body parts that looks like the leopard. Mm. And um, then he's got those feet and the horn of the iron beast. Mm. So all of those different governments that Daniel saw over there, um, God is saying there's going to be government like that. Um, now in Daniel already we told that there was a court that sat and that judged um, these beasts and that their power was taken away for a time, mm. you know. Um, so in Revelation we see, oh, they're still around, but Jesus is busy defeating them. So that's government. Um, now often we will look at government and we will worship government, and we do it in many different ways. We vote and we say, oh, this party must come into power because they will be our saving grace. They will save South Africa, you know. What are we doing? We're worshiping the beast. Mm. We're saying the beast is going to save us. Um, mm. And it's not. Mm. It's not. He's not our savior. We must look to mm. God for that. And God will use government if we trust him um, to benefit us. And then there's the beast from the land. And um, we're told that he speaks on behalf of, of, the, of the great beast from the sea. And he's a smaller one. Um, he looks much tamer than the other one. And he's only got two horns. Um, and... Uh, it's very often looked at as looking like a maybe a lamb, you know, because he's just got two little horns, yeah. it, the Bible tells us. So he doesn't look that dangerous. <laughs> it looks like you're going to pet this beast. Yeah. And this one is false religion. Okay. He speaks on behalf of the government. And so often when government comes and um, uh, empowers themselves, they use religion to tame the people for their own cause. Mm. Um, we saw that in South Africa when the Dutch Reformed Church sort of worked on behalf of the government of the day. It doesn't say anything for the Dutch Reformed Church today, mm. but we know that was the case. Mm. Uh, it was so in the Roman Empire, even when Christianity came in as the national religion, mm. it very quickly became the spokesperson for government to yeah. empower government's um, cause. cause. And we have to watch out. That's why as a Baptist church we always speaks about the separation of church and state mm. say so don't marry those two it's not a good idea mm. it's been proven over time it's not the way um now in john's time when he is writing uh caesar had a religion that says you have to worship the emperor mm. and that's why christians were killed so their religion was just very openly speaking for the state um and it can still be the case today and then there's Babylon the Great, the harlot that sits on many waters. And um, there's trades people that come in and out with all sorts of wares. And that's mammon. Um, we've seen in the picture how the three of them work together while the little beast, the false prophet, speaks on behalf of the government. Uh, the harlot sits and rides on the government. Mm -hmm. And that's how economy works. The two goes hand in hand. The one empowers the other. Mm. The one steers him. Money can steer the government where they need to go. But the government also empowers the economy yeah. of the country. Um, and all three of these are going to be demolished. Now, when I look at the, the 666, uh, what I see is 
um, every one of them falls short of perfection, yeah. which in Scripture is seven. seven. Um, so they nearly make it, but they're not good enough to save us. Mm. Um, so all three of these are great things in the earth, but if we put our trust in them, they will fall short of saving us, um, as Jesus Christ can only mm. do. Now, just sort of as a key to this, um, when Jesus is crucified, we see all three of these things right there on the scene. First of all, he is taken to Caiaphas, who is the high priest, and with his whole council, the Sanhedrin, mm. and that's false religion right there. Mm. That's the small little beast that is married to the government of the time. The um, Sanhedrin, many of them made themselves rich um, because they are in power. Yeah. They had the temple taxes and all of those kind of things. It's false religion. So Jesus is tried in their court, and the only way that they can find guilty is by lying. Mm. So, in fact, Caiaphas is found guilty in the court of Jesus Christ on that moment. Mm. From there, he is taken then to Pilate. Pilate represents the great beast yeah. of the sea. And um, Jesus is standing in front of Pilate, and Pilate can find no fault in him. Which means, in another sense, the beast is just found guilty in the court of Christ, mm. our king. Um, because the only way that he can let him then be crucified eventually is by giving in to the people, to mm. fear of man. And he fails. From there, he's sent to Herod. And Herod is said to be the wealthiest guy in the Roman Empire. The family of the Herodians for generations were the wealthiest people. They were even more wealthy than the emperor himself. Mm. It's incredible. He built all of these structures. He built his own harbors and all of these things. Um, he, at one stage, because of a failed project, he turned it around and he made himself a race course in the <laughs> middle of the sea at one of his harbors. You yeah. know, So uh, that's money. It's mammon speaking. Yeah. And Jesus stands in front of him and he wants Jesus to entertain him. And then he's bored with him. And he sends him away. Mm. There, um, Babylon the Great, the harlot, is found guilty in the court of Jesus Christ. And he goes to the cross to pay for all of these, to break mm. their power sure. over us. So if we can keep that picture in mind, then suddenly we can start looking around us and you can see, ah, oh, that is the harlot in my life. Mm. That is Babylon the Great that want to pull me down this road. No, let me rather submit to Jesus, resist the enemy, and he will flee. Or, oh, I'm trusting in this power or in this company or in this kind of government to save me. No, let me return to Jesus. Mm. Uh, or false religion, a little bit of a beast, a small one again, is coming mm. into my life and pulling me away from the truth. Um, so I hope this is helpful. Very helpful indeed there, Garth. Uh, thank you so much for providing us some revelation on the book of Revelation really great to listen to this and probably would be listening back to this in the future again just to be refreshed as the it is such a profound revelation that you share with us today so thank you so much and if you've been listening to this 50th episode uh, yeah keep on listening we'll be giving you more Oster pastors more uh, candid christian conversations and a lot of other things to come still on the philocast so enjoy the rest of your day Bye.